Hi there, and thanks for listening to How to Start a Podcast. I'm currently delivering the course that you've probably heard me talk all about, and you're probably sick of hearing me talk about. So I'm taking a little break from the podcast, and over the next eight weeks, I'm going to be republishing eight of the most popular episodes from 2020. But don't worry, I'll be back with new content once the course is finished. In the meantime, enjoy these episodes. Hello and welcome to How to Record a Podcast from the Pod Farm. My name is Chris Robson and in this show we will be looking at everything you need to know to start your own podcast, including software and equipment, hosting and marketing, interviews with active podcasters and tips on how to achieve a successful show. In this episode, I have a slight confession to make. When recording the Mouth Sounds episode a few weeks ago, I wasn't entirely honest with all of the ways that I reduce the mouth sounds. When I wrote the episode out and wrote the ideas down, I was being honest. But then when it came to recording, in between those times, I'd found a new tool for helping with mouth sounds that I now use in every recording and for all client recordings that they send me as well. This new tool or suite of tools that I have been using is RX7 by Isotope. I won't go into too much detail about what is included in the RX7 package, but I recommend that you go to isotope.com and look at RX7. In short, RX7 is a standalone software as well as a set of modules that can work with your audio editor. So in my case, Logic Pro X. And these modules consist of things like tools to reduce the click the mouth sounds and mouth clicks in your recordings, to reduce background noise and background hum, to reduce harsh breaths, to reshape dialogue and intonation, and various other audio repair tools that are so powerful and so effective for spoken dialogue that frankly I was quite blown away the first time that I used them. In this episode, I'm going to play a few examples of recordings that I've made where I specifically emphasize bad recording traits. So mouth sounds, harsh breaths, plosives, things like that. I will play you how they sound before the RX-7 tools are applied and then after the RX-7 tools are applied to show you the powerful difference that can be made with this audio repair software. First, I'm going to look at what I initially was talking about, mouth sounds. The following recording, and I apologize in advance for this nightmare fuel slash ASMR that you may experience from this, but this following piece of audio, I have accentuated the mouth sounds and saliva sounds in the recording as much as possible. I recorded it with a polo in my mouth. It sounds horrible. And then I will play you how that same piece of audio sounds with the plugin applied. So here's the raw audio. The clicking and clacking of mouth sounds and saliva ticks. So as you can hear, it's full of clicky, sticky saliva grossness. So in audio plugins, I will now add the mouth declick function that is part of the RX-7 package, and hopefully you will hear the difference. Here it is. 
the clicking and clacking of mouth sounds and saliva ticks. So as you can hear, that is a massive difference that usually if there was a recording that full of mouth sounds, there would be no way of eliminating that with EQ. I couldn't, you know, reduce the highs, the sibilance frequencies, the high kilohertz enough without affecting the quality of the recording. But as you can hear with these two recordings, there's very minimal change in the equalization of the voice. They sound quite similar. I will play the recordings back to back again for you so you can hear. The clicking and clacking of mouth sounds and saliva ticks. The clicking and clacking of mouth sounds and saliva ticks. Again, apologies for the horrible bit of audio that's about to come up, but part of being able to identify these mouth clicks and ticks, there is a sensitivity slider that helps you identify enough clicks and ticks that you are deleting pesky ones, but avoids you deleting the clarity of the voice and T's and C's and sounds like that. And to use this sensitivity slider, you can output only the mouth clicks. This is what it sounds like. Pretty gross, right? But it helps you identify that the plugin is detecting the right amount of clicks and you are able to set the sensitivity appropriately. Next up, I want to look at loud breaths in recordings. Even though I was a really clicky, salivary microphone speaker, uh, I guess I still am, I just now have a range of tools in my belt to help with that. I've never really had a trouble with loud breaths being picked up on the microphone, but I've noticed it's a problem with some of my clients who, in between sentences, take very loud breaths, very staccato breaths that are picked up very loud in the recording. Uh, I hope you heard what I meant just then while I was giving an example. This following piece of audio is a sentence with very loud staccato breaths being taken. Here it is. Microphone proximity can have a big difference on how loud the breaths you're making during the recording are picked up. Now, RX7 has another useful plugin called Breath Control. And what Breath Control does is it detects breaths being taken in the recording and it reduces the volume of those breaths. Rather than just going through and deleting those breaths, which as well as being very time consuming, can lead to a quite robotic and choppy sounding vocal. It reduces the sound, leaving in the natural breath of the audio, but reducing the volume of that breath. Here's how it sounds after breath control has been applied. Microphone proximity can have a big difference on how loud the breaths you're making during the recording are picked up. Much better, right? As with mouth click, you can output the breaths only. <laughs> and this helps you identify that you are setting the sensitivity to be only detecting breaths and nothing else. Because the frequencies that it is detecting to detect the breaths, you are also producing when you say plosives, words that have air in them or words with a TH like th, those airy sounds. If the sensitivity is too high, Breath control will detect them and also reduce the volume of them. And that's not what we want. Use the output breaths only to make sure that you're only detecting the breaths and you have a very powerful way of reducing those breath sounds. You can change how the breaths are reduced. It can be set to a target amount of decibels. So every breath will be reduced to X amount of decibels, or it can be reduced by an X amount of gain. <laughs> 
so a louder breath or a short, quieter breath, will both be reduced by the same amount of gain and therefore will have the same relative decibel difference. You can set the breaths to be eliminated completely. Here's how that sounds. Microphone proximity can have a big difference on how loud, but like I said, it's much more natural to have a quieter breath sound, but still present, still natural. It allows some space in the recording. I will play the original and the breath control version back to back so you can compare them again. Microphone proximity can have a big difference on how loud the breaths you are making during the recording are picked up. Microphone proximity can have a big difference on how loud the breaths you are making during the recording are picked up. Next up, I want to demonstrate a really powerful noise reduction tool that RX7 has. Now, noise can be eliminated a number of ways, and Logic, GarageBand, a lot of these things, Adobe Audition have built-in noise reduction filters. But I find the RX7 one, Voice Denoise, specifically powerful and preserves the quality of the vocal very well. In this following recording, I've recorded at a distance so that it is picked up quietly by the microphone. This is a common mistake with people who send me recordings. They record a bit too far from the microphone and to get the voice to a level with, you know, music, adverts, things like that, their guest, you have to boost the gain quite a lot on their voice. And with that, you're boosting the gain of any background noise. So it results in a very noisy, hissy recording. Here's what I mean. Now, if I apply the voice denoise plugin, here's how it sounds. So much better, so much cleaner, so much clearer, and so easy to use. That is just on adaptive mode. So adaptive mode, the algorithm is constantly analyzing the noise in the background and changing the amount of filter based on how much is being picked up at that specific moment in the recording. It changes throughout, and if you could see the screen, you would see this constantly shifting waveform where it is adjusting to the amount of noise. There is also a learn function where you can feed a small amount of the noise, like you will hear at the beginning of the end of recording, with nothing else, just that you can feed that into uh, the plugin, and it will filter out those frequencies as good as possible, as well as it can, without affecting the vocal. Both have been very powerful. I find that the adaptive mode is perfect for my purposes. I'll play them both back to back again so you can compare. Turning up the gain on a quiet recording also makes the background noise louder. Turning up the gain on a quiet recording also makes the background noise louder. And then finally, I say finally not because this is all that RX7 can do. Uh, I use RX7 standard and still there is way more features that I haven't spoken about, but I'm just speaking about the foremost common that I use when editing spoken word for podcasts. Again, go to isotope.com and go to RX7 to check out all of the features and get a real idea of how powerful this piece of software is. But this next recording, has some powerful plosives going on. I specifically exaggerated these plosives. Uh, there's a lot of air going into the microphone, clipping a bit, 
sounds very breathy, very punchy, and not very pleasant to listen to. Sounds very amateurish to pick up plosives in that way. Here's how it sounds. Plosives can ruin an otherwise perfectly recorded podcast. Now, the deplosive feature in RX-7, I will apply that, and here's how it sounds. Plosives can ruin an otherwise perfectly recorded podcast. So much better. It doesn't create a perfect recording. You know, you can still hear a whisper of that plosive going on, but it is by far better. And if there's just one pesky plosive in a whole recording that you don't want to have to get the recording session going again to repair, this is so great for just getting rid of it and making it unnoticeable. Like with the other plugins, there is a sensitivity slider which allows you to make sure that you're only getting rid of the plosives and not other breathy sounds that might be picked up, which you want for a natural sounding recording. I'll play them back to back once again so you can hear how powerful this plugin is. Plosives can ruin an otherwise perfectly recorded podcast. Plosives can ruin an otherwise perfectly recorded podcast. And there you have it. You can see just with these few recordings how important an audio repair software like RX-7 can be. It can save so much time with re-recording and fiddling around with EQ levels to make sure that you're getting rid of the clicks but you're keeping the clarity in the voice and it's not getting too muddy and, and boomy. Um, there is other plugins as well. There's DSs, there's decrackles, there's a very powerful declip, which gets rid of audio that has clipped, which can be very useful. There is dereverb, there is dehum, loads of useful things. And I haven't even spoken about the standalone RX7 software, which you can import audio directly into and edit in there. A word on the price. For what is included with RX7, I think it's a bargain. I think for the standard version, it comes in at 399, 499, something like that. Um, not necessarily money that you have lying around, especially if you're a small scale podcast or something like that, but you can pay in monthly installments, which is exactly what I'm doing. You rent to own. So you are paying, I think it's 15, 20 pound a month, just as if you had a Netflix subscription or you're paying for Amazon Prime or a Squarespace site or Adobe um, Creative Cloud, anything like that. You're paying a small monthly installment, which you can cancel at any time and re-pick up at any time. And by the end of that, by the time you have paid the amount that the software costs, 399 or 499, I forget which right now, you own the software for life. The value that it has provided me in editing podcasts has far outweighed that monthly cost. So I think it's completely worth it. Again, head over to isotope.com and look at RX-7. Have a look for yourself. Look at some YouTube videos of people demonstrating how to do it. Just these four examples that I've showed you aren't doing it justice to how great this piece of software is. So let me know what you think if you've started using it. If there's other options that you use, I'd be very interested to hear. And I hope that it can provide a useful way for cleaning up and repairing your audio recordings. Thanks for listening to the show. Uh, head over to thepodfarm.com to find out more about what we do and how we can work together to produce a podcast that's ready to be heard by the world. You can also access our courses on the website. We have a free course on how to record and release a podcast for free using free equipment you might have around the house and free services. 
and we have a full course which is a much more in-depth look at how to record plan buy equipment edit host all those things uh, even there's even a bit of marketing in there and there's downloadable resources on the website you can follow us on instagram youtube or facebook at the pod farm and until next time we wish you all the best with your podcast